with part two of this amazing birth story with Nikki Reed and Abby Vidikin. And um, we're going to jump right in. And also, did you say like you're doing a home birth um, just at a different home location? Yes, right? I'm doing a home birth, but I was doing it at a family member's house so that I could be close to the hospital because everyone here knows I live in the middle of nowhere. And typically you'll find me like in a stack of hay somewhere. So <laughs> I should probably get a little closer to civilization. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So um, I said to Abby, how soon should I get in the car? She's like, well, probably now would be good. And I was like, oh, okay, you sure? All right. So um, I make sure everything's settled. I get, and I think by the time you call me, Ian is still like in a state of panic. I know. He was in the background. So... Like, <laughs> he was so panicky, which I think is also why I said to Abby beforehand, no matter what happens, like, I really need you to be, you know, I just need you to be really consistent because I don't know, you know, I don't know what happens in like a man's mind when they're watching their partner go through this type of experience. <laughs> and so I knew that I need like one pillar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how much cash back you're leaving on the table settling for the wrong credit card? Imagine earning up to 5% cash back on your groceries for the next 30 years. Think of all that cash back on those overpriced kombuchas. NerdWallet helps everyone make smarter financial decisions today that future you will thank you for. With NerdWallet, you won't regret missing out on rewards. NerdWallet lets you compare smart cashback credit cards side by side to make the most of your everyday spending. So what could future you do with more cashback? Splurge on some fancy champagne with the gals or order fine dining to the house and watch a good true crime doco? Whatever it is, make it happen with a smarter cashback credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Nerdwallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Okay, so I get in the car. And I called her when I'm on the road and I remember the road I was on and I remember that it was um, like 20 to one. And I said, so I'm still not having contractions. I just don't want to waste anyone's time. Are you sure I should be driving into the city and you want to stay awake? She's like, your contractions are probably going to start in about five to 10 minutes. And then lo and behold, I looked at the clock and I laughed because it was 1250, which was exactly 10 minutes later. And I was like, oh, wow, that was a big cramp. And then Ian's like, that was your first contraction. <laughs> and so I just had the opposite experience this time where I was like already entering into what I knew was going to be like my the birth moment, but without even in full on labor. So it was just, it was so the opposite of what I experienced with my daughter. So I'm driving in, it's pretty calm. And I was like, should I put on my birth playlist? And then I was like, no, 
I think I might put a little lotion on my face because I'm feeling really dry. I made sure I put extra chapstick on because I just, I remember thinking like with my daughter and my lips were just so chapped. So I was like, let me do all these things now so that I can really get in this moment. So it was really easy peasy. I wasn't, I said, let's save my birth playlist for when we get there, but we don't want to just, we don't want to overplay it. You know, I just kept thinking like this isn't happening. And I get there and I pull up and Abby's already there. And I was like, don't call my doctor or Christina yet, because I just want to wait until I know I'm in labor. She's like laughing at me. She picks up the phone. She calls the doctor. She's like, she was like, do I have permission to call? I was like, yes. Call me if you think I'm really in labor. She's like, I think you're really going to be in labor. Oh, that. This is after she, she's now pulled in. Ian is unloading the car and I live, I live like nine minutes from where the, the birth is happening. And so I, you know, got there a little bit before them, but at this point, I know she's having contractions. She's having them quite frequently in the car. And then she has her first contraction in front of me. And I was like, Iggy, I have to call him. <laughs> because he has, I mean, he has all these feelings about missing the first birth. And he will never forgive either one of them. Oh, yes. He just my first birth. This right. is the doctor who. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, was sick. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So he he has missed the first birth and I'm watching her contract and again like all these factors, right? It's like we just anticipate things really fast. And if he will he would never forgive either one of us if he didn't make it this time. And <laughs> bless true. him, he's a little bit on the older side, so I want to make sure that he's driving safely. Yeah, we and he's definitely not, and he's not rushing. So I just said, listen, it's happening and like it's that probably gonna be a little bit like we have some time, but you should probably head over here. I don't think he would have been okay. <laughs> he wouldn't have been okay. And the point of me saying that was just that Abby knew my body better than me at that point, just because of my other experience. I was like, there's no way I'm in active labor if I'm not in the kind of intensity that I thought I would be in in active labor. But I was fully in active labor. So we unload the car and it was just honestly the most like sort of I don't, can someone think of another word for me besides like seamless, simple, or easy? Because it wasn't any of those things, but it was all of those things at the same time. (laughs) Like it was, it was all of the things that I had feared did not become a reality. And even like the intensity that I really feared never became fully realized, which was really kind of shocking to me. Um, and so I just kept thinking like, I'm not in labor. And so all the things that you sort of see or read about with, or Abby, like telling me that story about her client who was laughing in between contractions, we walk into the house. Um, I'm like setting up a couple of things and making sure, you know, I wanted to make sure that there was like water. I walk into the kitchen with her and I just remember my hands were a little shaky we were standing in the kitchen. And I said, I'm not sure if my hands are shaky because I have adrenaline or if I feel a little bit afraid because I know this is happening right now. And she was like, it's okay. And that was my first hug. She gave me a hug. So that was like <laughs> hug number one. And then Aww. we walked into the living room and we, we did it all together. It's just so sweet. Like we blew up, like the bird tub was blown up in that moment. And we're like talking and telling stories and I'm having contractions where I'm kind of like leaning into a wall a little bit, but I'm still, there's so many pictures of me smiling and then having a contraction and then smiling and, we're telling stories. I think I told like a bad story about some TV show I was watching or something. And then we all started laughing and then I'm having another contraction. The room goes quiet. I'm like, this is weird. Everything's just in here. All this stuff. <laughs> so at this point, at this point, it's me, it's your doctor. It's Johanna who uh, is, uh, Johanna and I met five years ago, actually working at a birth center. Um, and we've been attending births together at work since. And she is, 
in so many ways, the reason I am able to be the midwife I am because she is just, I mean, I, I can't say enough good things about this person. She deserves her own shout out a thousand percent. She is, we call her the vagina whisperer. She has a way of just preserving the integrity of vaginas on a regular basis, but she's just so much more than that. She's really just <laughs> the most beautiful force in, in, in the birth space. And it's, it's truly just a calling and a, and a, you know, a life path for her in so many ways. But so she was there. Oh yeah. And she is the most magical. She's come to visit me too. <laughs> so we have the most magical hands too. I always say that I'm envious for anybody who gets to experience a Johanna's hip squeeze while they're actually contracting because yeah. I've heard that it's glorious. Yeah. Um, but she's now joined the space and you guys have you met. We had never met and she walks into the house and I gave her a hug and I was like, wow, your hair smells so good. I just remember she's beautiful, long hair. And she goes, yeah, I just showered. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's wow. so cute. I think I'm feeling pretty good. Like that's, That was just my response. I was like, I think I'm feeling pretty good. I don't know. Is this happening? I almost had one moment where I felt a little embarrassed because I was like, oh, I better have this baby. Otherwise everyone's come over and there's yeah. a lot of pressure to make sure there's a baby that comes. But there wasn't any pressure. It was just me being silly. Yeah. And, and I, think, I think all of us, like Christina King was also there taking photos at this point. And I think all of us, like those of us especially who do birth work, we, we, I, I know I like, and I know Johanna likes kind of settling into a space again, as opposed to like, and it will happen at times we will get called kind of late. We will have to run in and basically catch a baby within 10 minutes of entering that space. But uh, there is, there is a beauty to watching the process unfold and then also just, you know, settling in, making sure we're not shifting the energy too much as, you know, too close to birth. Um, I'm showing a picture of you and Johanna since I know this is being recorded too at the same time. So that would be just so you can have like an actual visual of what these two women bring to a space. So this is just like, this is a photo that really kind of says it all, which is these two women right there sort of holding me on both sides. Oh my gosh. All right, guys, we are a couple of tired mamas and all we do is crave a spa day and we deserve it. We always end up putting ourselves down the very bottom of our to-do list. We jump from one activity to the next and we're always meeting the needs of everyone else around us. I think it is time for a little self-pampering. This Mother's Day, make every day a spa day for all the moms in your life with Osea's Mega Moisture Duo. It's a value pack of two luxurious body care moisturizers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion, both featuring Osea's signature, uplifting, all-natural, citrusy scent. I think the greatest and most thoughtful gifts are the gifts that you actually like love yourself, something that you use on yourself. And I love using the Mega Moisture Duo. It makes my skin so glowy. It's like super hydrating, firming, smells amazing. When I give my kids a hug after a bath, they're like, you smell so good. (laughs) It is my absolute favorite gift and such a great gift for Mother's Day. 
Yes. Folding in self-care is a moment to practice mindfulness. It's self-love. It's compassion. And we all know if you run your battery flat, it's harder to recharge. A consistent body care routine promotes healthy, glowing skin and also supports your mental health. Treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code MOTHERDAYS at OSEAMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OSEAMalibu.com and use code MOTHERDAYS for 10% off. All right, as you guys know, we are we are busy mums. We are dog mums, business mums, performance mums, school board mums. Life gets hectic. That's why we rely on our tried and tested go-tos to alleviate some of the chaos. NerdWallet helps you by maximizing your everyday spending, whether it's groceries for the week, drinks with friends, or a nice family meal. Do you know how much cash back you're leaving on the table settling for the wrong credit card? Imagine earning up to 5% cash back on your groceries for the next 30 years. I mean, come on, guys. Think of all the cash back that you're going to get on those kombuchas, on those frozen pizzas. NerdWallet helps everyone make smarter financial decisions today that future you will thank you for. With NerdWallet, you won't regret missing out on rewards. NerdWallet lets you compare smart cashback credit cards side by side to make the most of your everyday spending. So what could future you do with more cashback? Uh, A silent meditation retreat in Peru, a sweat lodge in India, whatever it is, make it happen with a smarter cashback credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Nerd Wallet. Finance smarter. As with all credit cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. But Johanna does have magic hands. And I definitely felt like a good part of why this experience was what it was is because of those hands for sure. <laughs> oh my gosh, amazing. So um, things are kind of like progressing and I'm starting to feel like I'm leaning a little bit more when I'm having a contraction, which if you had asked me in that moment, I would have said this is like maybe a level three or four. Like I was still fully having, you know, great conversations with everyone. My doctor was there. We were chatting. Part of why my heart was. So the backstory of my doctor is just that he knew my grandfather. He's a very special person to me. And in that time, he was sort of like walking around and seeing photos of my grandfather there. And I just felt like he, for some reason, was able to like pull my grandfather into that space. And I don't know why, but that's like what I was envisioning was oh happening in that gosh. time. And he was able to share stories about that. And we were laughing and talking about it. So anyway, um, at one point, he goes, so should we check you? <laughs> and I remember Ali saying... So if you get checked while you're in active labor, it really speeds things up. Like you really feel the intensity, right? Well, it can. It can. It when can. You, whenever you irritate the cervix, like during labor, it's almost like the equivalent of that breakthrough. So it can, it will change how you experience your next week of contractions for sure. And let me tell you, she was so right. Johanna was filling up that tub and I said to Johanna, I don't think you should fill up the tub yet because I still don't think I'm in labor, right? This is like the theme of the no, night. I, really I love it. 
And she looks over me so sweetly and smiles, which is obviously the cue of like, okay, yeah, I'm going to kill it anyway. And then we'll see, right? (laughs) And so, um, and then my doctor says, I really feel like I should, um, we should, should we check you? And I'm like, yeah, (sighs) nope, that sounds great. Let's do it. So labor dress comes off. I get on the couch and I'm still thinking, oh, this is so funny that I'm like getting, taking my dress off when I'm not even really in labor. So I get on the couch and he checks me. And this is like the turning point of <gasps> the night. Literally, I heard, I heard Abby's words in my head going, things can intensify if you get checked. And I lay down, he checks me and I go to stand up and I literally fall to my knees and grab around her whole body like this, like a bear. And I was like, oh my gosh, things got real. I think <gasps> that was the first moment where I was kind of like, I think I need to yell during this contraction. <gasps> you really think I Oh, and I think you were what seven centimeters. Yeah, and he goes, so we're we're at seven centimeters, and that was the craziest thing I ever heard because I seven? still didn't I was in labor. I still didn't oh. think the contractions were even enough. But if, I think if you had turned to Johanna and I, like right before she got checked, if you had said to us, like, "Hey, what would you estimate for that cervical exam?" I think both of us would have said six to seven centimeters, like hands down. <gasps> you know, wow. she hasn't processed it yet. But I haven't processed it. This is going to turn real quick soon. Because what I went through with my daughter was zero to a hundred. So it was zero, 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 and then a hundred. And at a hundred, <gasps> I was in the car heading to the hospital, and I was at a hundred the whole drive and a hundred when I got there and everything was a hundred and I didn't have a single break between contractions. It was like they rolled one into the next. And so I was literally hanging on for dear life. And so with my son, I'm like, this is, I, again, I don't want to use the word easy because I feel like that can totally be misinterpreted, but I just kept thinking this isn't real enough yet. Right. There you go. That's mm-hmm. right. Fine. Tense enough. Yeah. It wasn't. And so when he said seven centimeters, I was like, that's interesting. And I dropped to my knees and I like wrapped around her and then I'm starting to yell and then I burst into tears. And then <laughs> she goes, she's so sweet and like gentle in those moments. She puts it in her mind and she goes, it's okay. And she like rubs the back. Uh, and I was oh like, oh God. man, that's really what I need right now. And I didn't even know I needed that because I thought uh, I needed like really masculine energy. And what I needed was yes. this sort of motherly energy. Mm. So then Johanna goes, sweetheart, do you want to get in the pool? And I was like, right now? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. She's like, now's a good time. And I said to Abby, but do you think it will be like, am I going to be in here for hours? Because maybe I should wait then. And then Johanna goes, I don't think it'll be hours. And then my doctor goes, I estimate like one hour. And I was like, you think my baby will be here in one hour? And then like, boom, another contraction. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I was like, Okay, I'm getting in the pool. <laughs> oh my god! I don't think I've ever seen someone that like hop into a pool quite like fast, <laughs> like bunny hopped right into the pool <laughs> and plopped right down. And from that moment on, that was like a it was a very tense hour. I mean, that was you know one hour of I really made friends with the side of that pool. I mean, I don't think uh, I've squeezed anything uh. that tight in my whole life. Yes. And I have so many incredible images that like, and I say incredible because, well, they are because she's a very talented photographer, but incredible. Like they, they bring me back to the moment. Um, yes. Which wow. is, again, if I never get to experience this my whole life again, I'm so happy that I have these frozen in time. So, you know, the rest of this story goes, I guess, sort of like, I think most births do, although I've only attended two and they're both mine. <laughs> 
(laughs) (laughs) But um, I do remember at one point about 30 minutes later um, where I, where Johanna was like, okay, so I see some, I see some bulging and I was like, bulging. Like, I just remember thinking again, like, that means the baby's close. Is that even possible? <laughs> and oh my gosh. So you feel like you want to start, um, you know, like pushing down into this. And that was really the turning point to me. And I said to Abby right before the birth, I said, one thing I know I really need is for you to tell me how long. When I'm pushing, I want to know how long you think. Like, I don't want you to tell me um, soon. I don't want the word soon. That that word gives me a lot of anxiety. I just want you to tell mm-hmm. me, like, I think this is going to be X amount of time. Like, you've got 30 minutes of this is what I think. Obviously, she can't predict it, but like, that's what I yeah. think, right? Because again, with my daughter, I just had this experience of like, I was holding on for dear life. And so soon could have been an hour. It could have been seven hours and I didn't know. So I wanted to know, like, are we getting somewhere, you know? And so I'm, I'm really like, I'm pushing with everything I've got. And Abby goes, I can't tell you how long, but I can tell you that I think it's probably, would you say three, three more contractions? Wow. I was like, wow. Okay. I can do anything for three contractions. Like yes. that to me. I mean, I think, what did I push for six, six contractions, maybe five or six or something. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, so uh, that's what I needed to know was like, I can do anything for this amount of time or this amount of contractions. And she gave me that gift. Oh, sign me up. Yes. Totally. <laughs> Same. I'm like, oh, I want that's that knowing. Amazing. I want that knowing. That's totally. like amazing. What a gift. <laughs> I mean, again, like knowing how close he had been for so long and then we're, we're seeing bulging from the outside that is indicative of his head really being very close like you know you're gonna push three times probably each contraction and i think that's about as long oh. as it's going to be here and i Amazing. i mean you're putting your hands on someone's belly at each appointment so like every time i would see her i would feel this kid you know i knew that he wasn't too too big and um he was in such a great position so it's like yeah it's probably gonna be pretty efficient after this point so three contractions <laughs> they put a beautiful mirror down there in this pool so if i wanted to i could see everything oh that's so cool in the pool yeah i've had that and it's the best it's a beautiful birth kit that um you can order so it's all in one place which is so nice because gosh it's so overwhelming to try to like piece it together so in that birth kit there's like an underwater flashlight for that mirror if you should want it and the one thing i knew i definitely needed was a dark room and a dark space so everything was very dark in there with only candles and so the flashlight i think can be handy but everything was in one place and i just like clicked a button and it arrived at the house which is genius oh, and she even amazing. brought the pool so i mean i think that's what happens right yeah no one buys do people buy pools uh, only if they want to. They really like yeah. 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 So here comes the baby and I'm pushing and I'm pushing with everything I've got. And then in my head pops Sarah's face. <laughs> <laughs> this is the moment, everyone. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. And Johanna is such a godsend, I'll tell you, because She's in front of me the whole time. And, you know, I can't see Abby at this point because Abby's in front of me for the majority of what's going on until it's really go time. And then she, because I'm, I'm having this baby on my hands and knees. Sorry, I forgot to say that part. That's my favorite in water position to birth, hands and knees in water. 
that's how I had my daughter too. I don't know if I could, I don't know that there's another position that works for me, honestly. <laughs> I feel like I need to use my entire body to like push down wow. with everything I've got. And I, I just don't think I can do that on my back. But that, I don't know. That's not how my body, I just, I didn't feel comfortable, I guess. I don't know. Everyone has their thing. Mine is a split squat. Yes. Mine was like semi-reclined for my second and then hands and knees for my third. Wow. My first, I was satisfied. Oh, so you've done them all. What? Well, you know, they all came in their own unique position. And so it was whatever essentially felt good based on their position. So my son was standing side up with all back later. And I, I didn't like a lot of pressure on my back and then my daughter had her front hand up so all the pain was in my pubic bone so getting on hands and knees was like it felt like my my third he had the back hand up so the, oh, the pressure was all in my in my tailbone and so my husband with his big like forceful man hands was applying so much counter pressure to my hips that I, hands and knees was the only thing that felt or I couldn't push without the counter pressure. And I asked her so many questions leading up to this. She's like, how will I know if there's a hand up? Will you be able to know that? <laughs> what are the things you can well, I know. <laughs> but creating a safe space was so important too. Like I was able to call at so when all my friends were calling me and telling me all the scary stories beforehand, instead of like letting them influence what I was gonna do, I would just call her and go, So what would you do if this happened? Just curious. So if there were That's a routine cool. placenta, what would you do? Or, you know, another story that I had was, you know, if there's a cord prolapse, what would you do? And then my, my big question for Abby was, what would you do if you had to resuscitate a baby? And this actually almost came into play for me here. I mean, it didn't, wow. but it was like a, there was a moment where I thought it could. And so it was really nice knowing that I didn't have to sort of question that her answer was so great to me. She was like, I actually feel very comfortable with resuscitation. And I, and that Amazing. I wanted to know because I don't feel comfortable, you know, like some parents, I don't know if you and Mark or you and Eric are different about this, but like, if you have a baby who's gagging or choking, there's usually one parent who can step in and sort of handle that in a better way than the other one. Um, and yeah. it's not, it's not me. I'm not the parent that handles that. Well, <laughs> I mean, I am right. There's, yeah. and she's like, I, I feel great about resuscitation. <laughs> well, I think it's also, I mean, so we're as midwives, we have to have protocols in place, right? We have to be ready to kind of act or at least know what our, what our actions are going to be based on different circumstances. And one of the things with resuscitations is that it can be really jarring for a parent to see us working on a baby. And you have to be able to talk to people calmly because if, you're, yes. if your energy is going up, then the energy in the room is going up. And if the parent's energy is right, then they're, they're not helping me the way that I need them to be. And generally, when it comes to yes. resuscitation, the thing I'm going to say to those parents is you need to call your baby in now. Like you need to say to, hey, come into your body. Like we're here. We're on the other side of this. You're okay. You come into your body now. And at the same yeah. time, I'm recounting the steps in my head that I have to go through to help this baby breathe. And so... NRP for me, or, you know, resuscitating a baby, it's just one of those things where I just walk into it with the most calm headspace so that I can recall what I need to do. And I, wow. my parents can do what they need to do. But I've done NRP and had like parents taking pictures, not realizing what is actually happening. <laughs> because Johan and I, like, we are the well oiled machine at this point. We bounce off wow. each other in just the most beautiful way. That's why I love her so much. But, um, yeah, you've just been so chill about it that kind of goes a little bit like it's missed almost that it's happening. 
I go back and I watch this and the way that they dance together, her and Johanna, is so it's so special. Like you can hear Abby calls out the head exactly when the head comes out. Johanna notes it because I guess I'm assuming, I'm not sure, but try the baby has to I mean, probably because the baby can't stay in the water for a certain amount of time, right? So we have we are watching the time from the birth of the head to the birth of the body. Right. And then okay. after the baby comes out of the water, they're talking to each other. And I'm never like distracted. I didn't know any of this was happening until I watched this video back, but they're clocking everything. And it's funny because you, I want to hear what you think of this experience. Basically, so I, I'm pushing and the baby comes out. Um, and in that moment, I actually almost stood up out of the pool and it would have been really the wrong thing to do. <laughs> Although I <laughs> it fine, but I just, I don't know what was going through my head, but I just, it's, it's very common. I just had a birth like this last month where she birthed the head and then stood up. And once you're out of the water, you're out of the water. You, you can't, can't go, go back, back in. Down. No way. So yeah. we will generally like apply a little bit of pressure to the lower back to try and keep someone submerged. But yeah, you, you want to like run away from it. You're like, oh my God, it was so intense. Just get me away from this yes. sensation. And the urge is to pull out of the water. And for me, it was my daughter, her head and body came in the course of less than two seconds. It was like the head came out and the body fell out. And with my second birth, um, this birth, his head, everything was very slow. And I actually think that was a testament to Johanna's coaching because she kept coaching my sort of breathing and pushing. And she was like, I don't want you to push. I want you to just blow like you're blowing out a thousand candles. And so I kept, I was like, was don't push, ask you that. No intensity, yes. but just blow. And so the blowing, his head came out so slow. And that's wow. her, I think, an effort to like not have you tear. So what she's yes, doing, and again, this is where like that vagina whisperer uh, comes <laughs> into play. She's actually watching the tissue. She's looking at the perfusion of the tissue. So again, it's individual for each person. Wow. Like, who is the tissue going to give? Is it going to stay intact? But she's watching as like the, the color of the tissue essentially. And when it gets to max stretch, she says, okay, now blow, blow. So essentially ease past that point. Yes. And when it proceeds differently That's again, amazing. she's like, okay, now give a little bit of a push. And so, I mean, I would suture maybe 10% of my clients because of wow. her. It is entirely because of her. And I will say, you're like, okay, come on, we can so you can watch this crowning so you can keep this intact. I, guys, she's a gift to all working women. I'm so glad you said that because I was taught, I was just doing a birth course for my friend who's about to give birth and I'm like, oh, maybe I've like done the wrong thing here because I'm like, and then you need to go and to let the head come out so slowly so that the stretching is more of a prolonged period so that because when I had my first, I was pushing with all my might. And so, um, Nikki, when you were saying that, I was like, oh, maybe I need to go back to my friend and be like, push with all your might. And then when you feel that it's getting really tight, then slow it back down. Because with my first one, no one told me to slow down. And I was pushing so hard and it just like blew up my vagina. Like I, I was pushing into the stretch and it was just, it just pinged and I split open. And so now I'm so like the breathing, the slowing that part down. So I was really interested to hear that. And the fact that it changes color is unbelievable. I know that's, a, that is so, I mean, wow, that's such an, a mind blowing the, the coaching thing. aspect of it too is so important because the instinct I think is to just push past it. Either to pull away completely or just push past it, like get it done with. And so when yeah. she's telling you to slow down she's refocusing your efforts and like really just like walking you through it and to know Joe wanted to know just like this 
this gentle energy that she had. I mean, the truth is Johanna shows up as the person you need her to be also. She can be gentle and she can be firm. But mm. generally in those moments, she's just, she's very calming to sort of walking you through how to, you know, just ease that head into the world um, in a way that's going to, you know, maintain tissue integrity. She wow. said to me at one point, um, you know, it's, it's interesting because you can't talk about this before. And it's like got to be during the birth because every birth is so unique. And so she can't really like give you these pointers beforehand. It's got to be in the moment. And mm. in the moment, as this baby is coming out, she says, so Nikki, the first push gets him to where we need him to be, but the second push brings him down. So can you push twice in a row on this one? And I was like, okay. okay. And so I push him once. And then she goes, now I need you to take a big breath. And now I need you to push a second time. And so mm. she's literally coaching every single push so that I don't wow. tear it. And um, wow. she, Unbelievable. she really like drew this baby down exactly where he needed to be. And then she started telling me to blow. So I was doing this like intense blowing of the candles and the baby's coming out so slowly. And mm-hmm. I hear Johanna say to Abby, is there a head? And Abby's like, not yet, not yet, because that's how slow he was coming down. Yeah. And, and wow. yeah, you can see just like the first forehead wrinkle, the second, I'm yes. blowing a little bit of eyebrow and it's so sweet and slow. I love, I love how slow it is. I've always, like since my second birth, like just slowing that part down after having such a bad tear first time round. I've never torn and it's beautiful. <laughs> And then his body kind of got like a little, um, like he got kind of stuck in his torso. So, and it was just very different than my daughter who just like fell out <laughs> after the win. <laughs> and he, well, I think what happened, his shoulders, so generally like once the hand comes, the next part is like, we're, we want to make sure those shoulders like rotate through properly. So the shoulders can do fine. I think, I think once he got to the abdomen, I think you thought he was fully out. Yeah. So I was like, Nikki, you got to one more push to yeah. really get the baby out. I just need one more. And so then the rest of it came out. And then that. I saw like all my might. And I was like, Rah! and she's like, another one. And I was like, let me stand up then. And she's like, nope, stay in the water. <laughs> <laughs> so he comes out into the world and I still don't even remember the flip, but I guess I like mastered the art of the flip over the like mm. leg over the umbilical cord because I wanted that baby in my arms so badly and then there was this very intense pause and again we only go off of the experiences we've had and Abby's had a million and I had only had one and so my daughter came out and she was screaming at the top of her lungs from the second she came out you know so I was able to like feel that aliveness and he came out and it was a complete completely quiet room and Abby looks at me and she goes he's got a minute hun give him a minute give him his time and you said that because you actually have a countdown is that correct yeah so we so we've logged the time of birth right and Johanna will call out when it's been a minute but every baby actually gets one minute to transition so Mm. I'm a minute old we call it we call it after scores it's essentially scoring a baby based on five separate factors and we're giving them a score from zero to two. So we call it out in a minute because there's really no expectation that at five seconds, 10 seconds, 15 seconds, the baby's fully transitioned. You know, we're talking about something that is, is essentially getting oxygen through their umbilical cord, but they've never had to breathe before. And the mechanism by which they start breathing is actually once they hit this atmospheric pressure, it's not underwater. It's once they come out of the water. So I used to actually, I knew a midwife, we've been a midwife for like 40, 50 years. So you used to say that baby should actually get two minutes when they were born in the water. It's a little too wow. long for me, Pumper, but 
every baby gets one full minute to transition. And during that time, we're still keeping an eye on them. So when Nikki talks about the eyes going wide and Sarah, you know what you mentioned, we, Joanna and I see that, we're like, he opened his eyes. Like here he is, he's an active participant in like this transition at this point. It's mm. actually, they keep their eyes closed. It's a little scarier for us, um, or at least something that we take note of. But he was, he was pinking up. He had great tone. He could open and close his fist. He was keeping his arms close to him. You know, generally we were a little bit more concerned about like floppy kind of wet noodly baby. All yes. everything was coming into play. He just hadn't cried yet. They jump into action, the two of them, in the most incredible way. Like, and I didn't know what was going on really, but I saw both of them were very active. So I knew like something was going on. And I see Johanna, she's like on his feet. And then I see Abby going, Nikki, I want you to just hold this cord. And it's such a sweet, I have that moment too. I actually have thought of that moment because you saw this fear in my face. And then the second she goes here and she hands me his cord because we're still attached, obviously. And she's like, do you feel the pulsing? And it was such a strong pulse. She's like, that's your baby. Like he's breathing through the court. You're okay. Mm. Okay. And then I'm hearing the countdown. And by the way, he took his first breath at 50s. I think it's 49 seconds. So like he pushed it to the very end. And it was a very long minute for me because I'm Mm. watching and waiting. And you have this big like climactic moment where you're pushing and roaring. There's so much noise. I mean, at least in my body, there's so much happening. And then he's out and you're looking at like the silence right Mm. and i see and abby's like i'm gonna just turn it she said it in such a gentle way she's like i'm actually gonna take his body right now and i'm just gonna turn him over and i was like is that is he okay though does that mean he's okay she's like he's okay but i'm gonna turn him over so he had let out his first big cry and you could tell he was just he was a little you could hear it like a little gargly a little mucus wet turning him upside down and drain some fluid that's probably just like sitting right here so yes. in that moment, if you look at the video, like I look back at this video very closely and I'm so grateful that he didn't take a breath until that full minute because when you're watching and like Abby's rubbing his back a little and Johanna's just checking out his feet for color, I'm assuming it's color. And then she was rubbing them to try and get him to crack. Okay, yeah. getting him to cry. And so she was, holding- was she flicking it? Was she flicking the feet? Yeah, she yeah. had a little toe flick. Toe flick. Yeah, a little toe <laughs> flick. And then I'm watching it. I'm looking at his face and it's something like the longest minute of my life. And as I'm waiting for him to breathe, I didn't see it then, but if you zoom in really close on this video, this kind of like giant blob of mucus actually slides out of his mouth and no one really oh. saw that it was in front of me. And that's why he didn't take his first breath. He had so much mucus that needed to come out. So I'm holding yes. him and the mucus slides out and I still don't see that happening. And that was kind of the moment where Abby was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to flip him down. We're going to, and so she flips him. And as soon as she flips him over, it really gives him some good rubbing and he's upside down. He does start to cry or not upside down, but like at an angle, he starts to uh-huh. cry. And then she puts him on my leg. She's like, I'm going to close your legs and I'm going to put him here so that he can really feel you. But it was this whole process where it's like, wow. it was like a welcoming into the world and like encouraging, which is so who my son is also, by the way, at this point, now that I know who he is, he's him. like yeah. so happy for all hands on deck to be <laughs> helping him through his Aww. transition. But um, it was so different from my daughter who came in like sort of, you know, roaring, right? Uh, and so I didn't have anything to compare it to. Um, but I think it also, it's a, it kind of speaks differently to like home versus hospital and the way that we are like hands-on versus not being hands-on. You know, generally babies that are born in the hospital, they're kind of, they're pulled on, tugged on a little bit and then like put right on mom's chest. And there's a lot of rubbing and stimulation that automatically happens where, you know, in the home environment, we're trying to ease that transition to the world, make it as non-interventive. Mm-hmm. 
flexible as possible while also kind of riding the balance between stepping in um, because, it, you know, it's not nice to not help a baby breathe right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like playing on Nikki's fears or rather feeling what she was feeling in that moment. I knew that I needed to also like, I needed to settle further. So where, where I was really comfortable because his color was great. His tone was great. His heartbeat was strong. And he was looking around and clearly an active participant in this transition. She needed to feel like he was okay. And so that's when we step in with those gentle methods. It's like, am I going to do anything crazy? And I'm going to gently, you know, tip him over to help just kind of release some mucus from his mouth. And then, hey, mom, why don't you prop up your knees and let's put him in front of you as opposed to on your chest, just to encourage him to cry a little bit more. Because when he's really nice and warm up against your chest, He's going to be, he's going to be more at peace. He also like, Nikki wasn't in labor that long. And so, you know, mm-hmm. he has, had, yeah, it's only been a couple of hours. And those babies sometimes just need a little bit more. Oh, they're yeah. they're yes, shocked. You're exactly. Kind of the, the of he's barely, you know, he barely had nine minutes of pushing into the world. And mm-hmm. he just needs a little bit extra. They need a little extra time, a little extra love. But I think, again, it, it, it you know, in the hospital, it's all about like kind of stepping in and creating very fearful experience around it. Yes. I want my families, I want my moms to just feel like we helped, we stepped in and it was, it was calm and it was okay. And then, you know, it was fine after that. That happened to Forrest as well. My second, I'm listening to this being like, wow, this is bringing me back to Forrest too. And the same thing, like Bodhi came out screaming, my first child. And then my second baby, you know, I, I like arrived at the birth center and he was out 25 minutes later. Like I, my very first contraction was 9am and he was born at 12 or something. Um, and he came out like, like he had, was not online, but I was so like joyful. I was like, Oh my God, what a birth. Wow. Like I was riding the high of that, but same, my midwife just calmly we started rubbing we started doing the things did the same thing flipped him over big like chunks of stuff was coming out of his mouth and finally he sort of like came into his body but it's so funny me looking back at my birth video I'm just so like oh my god I'm so happy like I'm not even I was like oh he'll be fine but yeah you see the sort of switch where it's like calm but all right, there's something to do. We're paying attention. Um, but I had the same experience. It's so wild. They just like come out so fast that it's shocking to them almost, you know. Looking at your video when I was watching it and you were, you know, telling me about the experience and then I saw that moment that you're talking about, his like arms kind of like went out and his eyes went wide and he did this like amazing thing. And I thought about that line, that line where you you said this earlier, like where the baby comes into their body, right? Call your baby in, you know, to their body. And it really looked like a moment in which this like, baby was born and then all of a sudden it was like this all of a sudden their soul came in (gasps) and was there and then it was just like electric you know it was like okay I'm in here now let's get this stuff out of my throat and like let's go (laughs) you know but it was like thinking back on it after I left because watching any birth is like 
because I love birth so much, it like really, you know, sticks with you. And especially because you're like one of my best friends, I'm leaving and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about what I saw. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, I feel like you captured this unbelievably special moment where the soul came into the body. Like yes. it was just like, you know, like that to me, or I was like, wow, is that what we saw? Like, and yeah, you just don't amazing. get to see things like that, you know? I'm so happy that there's a chance for people listening to, 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 to know about that minute and that moment, because if I, I mean, who knows if I'm lucky enough to, you know, call in a third, you know, baby into this lifetime, um, I'll have that experience under my belt now and know that that's actually okay. That wasn't a question I ever thought to ask Abby beforehand. Yeah. So I only had to compare it to my daughter, but, um, now I feel like I could definitely be a little more like Tez in that moment of like, that baby's going to come <laughs> online when it wants <laughs> Oh my God. Uh, but if I had known, I would have panicked, I'm sure. But I was just like, I can't believe that this was my birth. That was unbelievable. <laughs> like, what? Did you just, that was wild, you know. I probably wasn't like as in tune at that time. I was like, woo, he's out. Wow. And that birth was too is so very real. I remember thinking about like how, with my daughter, that moment of I'm not even like able to be present for that first minute or two or three because you're not even back in your own body yet. Yes, and then, totally. And so this, I think his like not breathing brought me back really quickly because I was really focused on that for a second. Um, but the birth pause is so very real. Oh, yeah. I mean, you just again, like, especially when you're, you know, and not to not to anything to unmedicated birth or to medicated birth, but I think especially when you're unmedicated and you're feeling every last sensation in your body, it's like on the other side of you know what is the most intensity that you've ever felt probably coursing through you. You have to pause. There has to be a moment where I remember the same actually with my first being like, I didn't cry. Like I think they're overly emotional. I was like. I had just been through, you know, 24 hours of labor, three and a half hours of pushing. So when he was put on my chest, it was just like, there was like an audible sort of sigh, like a letting go of like, oh my God, thank God I'm done. Like that yes. was my first thought. And then eventually it was to like, look at him and be like, wow, okay, this is who you are. But it was really just like, yes. oh, okay. Yeah. Me too. I did it. Wait, oh <laughs> Abby, I actually said exactly, I mean, the entire, inner, like whoever's looked at my Instagram has heard and seen this, but I actually said exactly those yeah. words <laughs> when my daughter came out. I said, oh my God, thank God. Yes, yes, <laughs> I was just did. like, that was the line because I was like, oh, that whole thing just came out of me. I'm done, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, it's such sweet relief. There are certain cultures that believe that a mom actually has to receive her baby. And so the midwife or whoever is, is receiving the baby will actually place the baby on the ground. So like if a woman's in a squatting position or if she's semi-reclining, they'll wow. place the baby on the ground and wait for her to go and receive her baby and oh. put the baby on her. Um, because there is this strong belief that she needs she needs to be the one who is like fully accepting and receiving that baby. And so until she's yes. ready, the baby's just placed. Oh my gosh, you oh guys. My gosh. I bet you look you look back and go, how long was my baby on the ground? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh. still not ready. 
I need yeah. a little bit of food. And uh... wow, <laughs> they did that you don't come back into your body until you hear your baby cry. Mm. I read that yes. once. Like that, like somehow, like signals or triggers the receiving moment. I don't know if that's wow. true or not. But... I feel like there's this like amazing sort of high shock afterwards where you just feel <laughs> like, I feel like the thing that keeps running through my head after I give birth every time is like, wow, I can't believe, you know, you just like can't believe that you just did that and that that yes. just happened, you know, yes. like the whole, you just keep looking down like, what? Like, this is crazy. And I feel like I said it a million times to my husband. I'm like, he's going to get so tired of hearing me saying this. I'm like, can you believe that? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, I said and those same like, words. You can't yeah, believe yeah. it. It's an no honest God miracle every time. And also yes. just unbelievable like the definition of unbelievable you're like it is. i don't know if i can believe that i did that right no, I mean, so it, like yes. my favorite part of every birth and it's not because at this point the baby's out that's not it but it's it's watching women really take themselves to like the precipice of like where you know they think that they can't possibly take it any further like that is a yeah. that peak challenge like you are taking it is it is you know it requires every bit of strength in you to get past that next contraction and that next point and then right there on the other side of that baby coming out of you is just like wow like yeah they go from like peak exhaustion to and and fighting again to just birth this baby elation (laughs) i am i am done and i love it because i mean i i'll attend you know i've attended i guess 30 56 hour births like where wow. these women are just, they're brutally exhausted as they're pushing their baby out into the world. But no matter what, on the other side of that baby coming into the world is complete elation and elation. energy. Like, you just, you know, you're another person on the other side of it. You really are. That's why I'm a midwife, because I wanted to do that a thousand times. Oh my gosh. Now I want to be one. I'm like, oh. I'm just going to change. I know, me careers. too. I'm like, what? Oh, maybe that's what we need to do. <laughs> oh, no. I was like, let's just do that. I can tell you a few times I've texted Abby since this and said, like, is there any possibility that I could just attend birth with you? Like, I could be a fly on the wall. I just, I really want to be in right. that I'll take photos. Like, hey, free photos for anyone who oh, loves yes. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Yes. That's Hello. a great idea. photographer. We were just hanging out yesterday afternoon and she texted me in the morning. I was like, I can't. I've got a fourth time client. She, I've been with her for all of her babies. I was like, I'm heading, I'm racing to her birthday. Now she's going to drop a baby. Any like, oh my god! Can I? Uh, I just want to come take photos. Okay, I'll be thinking oh for god. any of these moms. I'll hold a hand. I'll rub a foot. I'll take a yes. photo. I'll put a cold rag. I'll do anything. That's our dream. Oh that's like yeah. that's like the spiritual midwifery book. That's like you know it, that's the dream. Is like, oh, can I just be in one of those little like shacks on the farm and like rub somebody's feet and you know bring them some fruit oh, while they're drained <laughs> i definitely see a world where the three of us become midwives yeah. seriously i'm like thinking about it now it's like oh cool I know. Hmm. we should just buy some land we that's right like, what's what <laughs> i'm gonna Nikki like, would have the cows. Me, I'll be a doula. I think this is the doula actually, but she she's is. like, yeah, I'll she's gonna like talk you through the whole thing and like 
yeah it's mm-hmm. oh my gosh so oh my well, gosh well, there's like, also this like moment right after i was thinking about this bond because honestly i looked up at abby and the first time i actually felt like i wanted to cry was because i looked at abby to tell her like i did it like as if she doesn't know oh, like as if she wasn't just yeah. there like, look at her and go i did that did you that see is- that? Oh, I did that. Oh. You with me and then That's i that so was like amazing. the first moment because i don't i can't really explain it it's not like I don't know. It wasn't tears of, I wasn't, I was just looking at her. It just, I, yeah, it was just, I couldn't believe that I did that. And she was there after all the conversations we've had where I said, I'm not sure if I can do this. And she's like, and I know you can. And then I did. So there's a photo photo of that. Yeah. I'll have to give you girls. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to need that. (laughs) Uh, Yes, please. Oh my gosh. So this was, an amazing two-part episode of that's right Nikki's birth story (laughs) (laughs) well wow that was unbelievable thank you so much for sharing your amazing story we're gonna have to have you back with Johanna so that we can hear the vagina whispers like amazing perspective (laughs) and um Abby like hearing how you came into the space and just like the care that you give in postpartum the care that you give during like you know the birth experience and then everything before like it's incredible and um I'm I just feel like so um in all of you and just yes. like it's it's amazing you're an angel it's amazing that this is what you do and this is the care that you give and mm-hmm. every woman deserves that and um I just hope that like everybody that's listening you know if you're not if you're feeling off with your care provider and you're thinking should I you know maybe go to somebody else like this is a great moment to go okay I'm gonna just start like doing the research and trying to find somebody that I really feel connected to um so thank you so much for being on here both of you Nikki for sharing your story so openly and amazingly with all Mm. of us and we love you guys those insights were incredible so thank you for all of that wisdom I've locked it all in Uh, here and I'll be calling upon it yeah I just realized when you both give birth with Abby, I can take the photos. Perfect. Yes. Done. And my way you ended on that too with people just like if you have a thought in your body about not feeling like you're getting the care. That that's you right. I think that's so important. If you don't have someone that you can call, that you can pick yes. up the phone that you know will answer, then yep. maybe it's time to... And it doesn't, it doesn't have to be a midwife. It doesn't have to be a home birth. It doesn't, it doesn't honestly have to be any of those things. It could be a doula, it could be, you know, uh, you can see a midwife prenatally and not plan to give birth at home. There's so many routes, so many options. Like if you could mom, like support group, one where, you know, you guys philosophically align on things, you know, you can turn to, but definitely, I mean, pregnancy can feel very isolating and really feel isolating. You feel like you can't ask questions or you don't have enough time to ask questions. So find that support oh that's so beautiful so true well thank you both for your time it's so precious and you gifted us with it so thank you you guys have been listening to part two of this amazing birth story with nikki reed and abby Vidikin. Um, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We love you, Daisies. Bye. Bye. Bye.